Welcome to Dear Lash Artist. I'm your host, Mitzi Hernandez, and today we're just going to do a bonus episode. When I was talking to one of my private mentees the other day, I realized that there were some things that I left off when it was time to talk about the landlords. And so I wrote it down while me and her were talking, and this is... The little bonus thing that I want you to think about when you are looking for a room that I forgot about last time. Okay, so the very first thing is what hours do you have the room available? That one is very, very important. Everyone does it differently, right? Some people will give you hours like, oh, you can come when I'm working. Like if you're renting a room within a space where they work, they could say, oh, these are the hours I work. You can come in and work at those hours. Anytime past that, I'm going to charge you extra because I have to pay for utilities. I have to pay for this, for that. So some people may do that. Some people may give you 24 access to the room and not charge you extra. Some people may just not even like you in there after certain hours. So everything will be different based on where you're going. So make sure that you figure out what room works for you. Again, like we talked about in the last episode, if you don't like it, always be very sure to ask like, hey, I know you said that you want me out by eight, but I work late hours. Is it okay if I'm out by 10 and then I just don't come in as early as you want me to come in? Or like, let's say that they're giving you access to the room between eight and eight. And you're like, maybe give me access between 10 and 10, right? Me personally, I want to have 24 hour access to it. Just because if I want to slide in and use the restroom, if I want to slide in and clean or anything, I don't want to have to constantly be asking people, can I come in? Also for clients, I want to be able to accommodate clients and it can be something as simple as coming in at six in the morning, seven in the morning, or coming in late at night. I don't do late night appointments anymore, but once upon a time, I would accommodate 10 and 11 p.m. appointments. Another thing is temperature. Okay, this one is huge. I cannot believe I even missed it last episode. Temperature is very important because as lash artists, obviously temperature is very important to us. If the temperature is fucked up, then obviously our shit's going to be fucked up. So for me, the very first space that I rented, we did like one air conditioning, took care of the room I rented, the waiting area and the room that the other girl rented. So we were able to control the air. When she wasn't there, I controlled the air however I wanted. When she was there, she liked the air to be really cold. So it just worked out for me that I never had any issues with that. However, at the room that I'm renting now, it is a lot of rooms. So it's, I think it's five rooms on my side of the building and our air conditioning controls my side of the building. When I first came here, they had the room set to, well, they had the whole place set to like 75, but for some reason, my room would get all the way up to 80. That is not okay for me. So I politely asked if they could put the air down. I did ask them when I was looking at the room what the air conditioning situation was like, and they told me, they reassured me that they always kept the building cold. But once I came in here, I realized like, no the fuck you don't. It's fucking hot as shit in here. So I requested for them to put the air conditioning down, and they pretty much ignored me. 
And so I created like a little union and I went door to door knocking on everyone's door asking, are you hot? Are you happy with the temperature? And eventually everyone complained about the temperature and they were able to drop it. Now, to me, that's a red flag. You should not have to go from room to room asking people to create a fucking union for them to put the temperature down. But that is what I had to do. And I ended up getting what I wanted, which is they dropped the temperature down to 72. I want you to keep in mind, sometimes people don't... Don't speak up for themselves. So make sure that you speak up for yourself. If you want the temperature to go lower or higher, like just ask for it. The worst thing they can say is no. And if you really need that temperature dropped and it's just hot and they don't want to, like this calls for you to send an email or a text and let them know like, hey, under this conditions, I actually cannot work, which is what I did. Once I rounded up a little union, I wrote an email explaining that the girl in this room, this room, and this room, including myself, we wanted the temperature down. And if the temperature was not put down, then my lash glue wasn't going to work. And if my my lash glue wasn't going to work. I was going to lose clients. And if I lost clients, I couldn't pay my rent. And once I broke it down to them that way, then they were like, okay, we're going to put the temperature down. So definitely ask, definitely always speak up for yourself because no one else will. And then the very last thing, oh, back to the air conditioning thing. Also read your lease because the lease that I am under, it specifically says that I'm not allowed to bring in heaters or air conditionings. And because of that, that was another thing that I put in the email. Like your lease says that I cannot change the temperature in my room via heaters or air conditionings. So I expect you to do what needs to be done for my clients and myself to be comfortable and for me to make money. So read your lease. Are you allowed to bring things in there? Are you not? Because obviously when you bring things like that in there, it's going to pull more energy it's going to cost them more in utilities so just figure it out ask look in the lease see what the restrictions are with that now I will tell you I brought in a swamp cooler into my business because even though they put the air conditioning down just from us moving and talking the air like the temperature in my room tends to still go up Plus, I live in North Carolina where the humidity is really high. So what is a swamp cooler? A swamp cooler is basically like a little portable air conditioning, but but it uses water to spit out cold air and it can only drop your temperature about two degrees. So what I mean by that is if my room is 74, it can get it down to 72, but it's not going to get it down to 69, right? It can only do two, about two degrees cooler. You use water, you actually put water in it. I don't know the mechanics of it. I just know that it uses the water and it pushes out cold air. And then because it's pushing out cold air, the water is evaporating into the environment so your humidity will go up FYI I have low humidity in my room most of the time so like during the summer even though it's humid as fuck outside my room tends to waver between 30 to 34 so adding a little bit of humidity never harmed me never hurt me so I definitely used my swamp cooler Now, do I know if that is allowed? I'm going to be very honest with you. I don't know if someone would label this air conditioning type thing, but they have been in my room and they've seen it and they haven't said a single thing. So do what you want with that. Obviously, don't do it. And then you get in trouble and you're like, what the fuck? Mitzi said I could. Again, like everything is just advice and you move as you see fit. And then the third thing that you need to see is your square footage. A lot of people do not look at this. This is very important. Look up your square footage, meaning when you go to look at the room, say, and what is the square footage? 
What is the square footage? The reason that you want to know this is because if you're if you're looking at different rooms, you can look at, okay, how much am I paying per square footage, right? So my room is 190 square feet. And when I was looking at other rooms, I think one room was like 120 and it was 1100 a month. And then another room was 100 square feet, which to me is tiny. And it was $800 a month. So to me, I was able to distinguish like, okay, the size of the room. So I'm looking at the space that I'm paying for. How much am I paying for square footage? So it's very important for you to know your square footage. That way you can understand what you're going to look at. Because if you go to the first room and they're like, oh, it's 100 square footage. And as soon as you walk in, you're like, "Mm, this shit is kind of small. You know, moving forward, okay, I'm probably going to need, if you see something that's renting a room and you go and you inquire about it without having to go physically you can just ask what's the square footage and if they say like oh it's 95 you already know okay I'm not gonna like that so I'm not gonna waste my time so that is the other three things that I talked about with my mentee that I was like I cannot believe I forgot to add this to the landlord chronicles so here it is now I hope that the last two landlord chronicles episodes was able to help you in any shape way or form please I am back on Instagram. I think I haven't said this. Oh my God. I am back on Instagram. So if you want to DM me, please feel free to DM me. I will reply. I love, 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 love when y'all come and tell me that y'all listen to my podcast because my podcast is my baby. I love my podcast. I put a lot of effort into it. Two things that I do have right now that I'm offering, if you want to work with me, I have a private mentorship that I've always had. I kind of put on hold for a little bit, but it's back on and it's with a new price. So I was doing, I believe it was $700 a month and it was six months. And now I'm doing three months and it is $250 a month. And I did that because I want to help more people. I kept having people DM me and, you know, find me on TikTok or on Instagram or send me an email and say like, I really want to work with you, but right now it's not feasible. And I had to come to terms that I really like working with lash artists that have been in the game a minimum of six months. They have a little bit of clientele. They know what they're doing, but they're really struggling to become booked up at the price they want. Want to be booked up at. And obviously, it is very naive or even unfair for me to charge 700 when you're just, you know, trying to trying to make it work, you're trying to pay your bills, you're trying to get out there. So I did lower the price for $250. And I did make the commitment three months after the three months, you're welcome to resign again for three months. But that's the first option that is private mentorship. And if you want to go ahead and join that, make sure that you go to Mitzi Hernandez dot com. The second option is that option that everyone kept asking me for and I just didn't know how to offer it or what even to offer. And what I realized is that my bread and butter is teaching the trust journey. The trust journey is basically a journey that you take your cell phone and you take your clients on so that your lash business is booked and busy and that you're not driving yourself crazy. Now, when I say booked and busy, I don't mean you're busy and you don't even know what the hell to do because you're so busy. No, what I mean is that every time you open your booking calendar, you're like, yes, I have a client here, I have a client there, I have a client there, but you still have balance and you get to go out and get drunk and have fun and be with your kids if you have a kid. And like, basically, it's just the best of both worlds. And you can do that by following the trust journey. 
I followed it. Every single girl that I've ever mentored has followed the trust journey. And that is how they've been able to get so many results. I was able to get a girl that had very few clients. I want to say about five consistent clients to fully booked up by just following the trust journey. I promise you, like it was wild. It blew her mind because she thought it was a skill set thing. She thought, oh, I need to take more classes. When in reality, she just had her trust journey a little messed up, but we worked it out and now she's fully booked up. If you want to join that, I'm going to have the link in the show notes because that link is a little bit long, honey, but it is a membership group. So what that means is that there is other girls in the group. It's a community-based group. The reason that I also made it a community-based group is because when I was talking to Shane, he does not say that in the episode, but when I was talking to Shane, he told me that when he can tell if someone is going to be successful is if they have a support system. If someone shows up to view the room with someone, a boyfriend, a friend, a mom, whatever, the chances of them being successful is higher than if they do not have a support system, if they show up by themselves. And I can attest to that, that when I begin to surround myself with people that would give me ideas and help me and encourage me, that's when my lash business blew up. When you're doing it by yourself, it's really hard. It's really discouraging. So I made sure to create a group. It's just a safe community so that you know that you're not alone. You're not dumb. You're not stupid. You're not worthless. You can do it. All of us are doing it. I did it. So I know you can. And again, that's going to be in the show notes. And that's all for today. I hope you enjoy this little bonus. I will see you on Friday with a brand new episode, a full episode. So you'll hear from me then. Bye.